0: Hey, we've yeah. got good ones. We've got good Coleman ones that we've have like a some good cooler and a zipper pouch.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. All right.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're nice. They're bougie. All right. For, you know, Coleman lawn chairs.
1: <laughs> Coleman's nice. Okay, guys, we got to record this podcast. All right, let's do let's, this. Let's go. Let's go. All right. Welcome back to another episode of Oh, Here's a Little Marketing for You. I'm Ellie Hicks. I'm Ellen Cernko.
0: And I'm John Young
1: each week we talk about how to get the most out of your marketing as a small business or nonprofit organization. And today we are going to be discussing how to find your brand's voice um, and why it's important to do so and what that even means. So as always, before we jump into this, what does it mean to have a brand voice or to find your brand's voice? Um, I like to describe it as it's very similar as your personality. So it's just like if you're talking to a person um, and you want to get to know who that person is, or you kind of start to hear some of like their mannerisms and the nuances in their voice and how they say things. Um, So that's kind of what it is, but for your brand. Um, So it's going to be a definitive style of writing and speaking as your brand. Um, And it's kind of similar to figuring out like what your brand's look is going to be. So like color, logo, font, um, kind of your brand guide. This is just kind of an extension on that. So how you're going to communicate and what you're going to sound like. Um, it helps define define your brand identity. Um, it's just kind of how you interact with your audience, um, and I think two of the best examples of this are kind of like, do you want to be um, really kind of professional and straightforward, and um, I I don't wanna like say anything negative, but like more like kind of stuffy almost. Or do you want it to be lighthearted and fun? Do you want to have fun with your audience? Are you a brand that can do that? Because obviously there are some brands that want to be taken more seriously or need to be um more serious or straightforward informative. But then um, you know, there are brands that can kind of relax and have fun with it. So that's what you kind of have to decide when you're talking about your branding and your marketing is who are you going to be? How are you going to communicate with your audience? What are you going to sound like?
2: Agreed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the, the idea of a brand having a voice wasn't, uh, wasn't at least a thing, if not much of a thing when, when you started out before digital. So before websites or for, for social media, like brands had voices, but it wasn't a focus of every small business. So when people started interacting on social media, that was the time where everyone's like, I don't know, how do I talk? Especially like if it's more than just you, the business owner. Like mm-hmm. if I've got a team of people, if I bring on people internally or I hire, I hire an external digital company or a marketing company to help me interact with my customers on social media, like how, how do we talk? It's such a stupid question to ask yourself, like... What does my brand sound like? Like that mm-hmm. wasn't even a question that people even really thought about. Like, uh, you know, Mad Men, you know, fifties and sixties ads. Like they had a sense of how these brands are you know, their the persona of the brand. But we as small business owners didn't really think of that until we started like getting on Facebook. Like, should I be nice? Should I be funny? And then should I be funny all the time or do I be mm-hmm. funny when it makes sense or things like that? So it's interesting, the evolution of this, this concept of a brand's voice. And now it's, it went from no one ever thought about it to uh, innovative and smart companies were thinking about it to everyone literally has to think about it, whether mm-hmm. you're big on social media or not, like you, the way your company interacts with customers and potential customers, you have to have a consistent voice or you look scatterbrained.
1: Yeah. You don't really look legitimate. Yeah.
2: I think what's really interesting about finding your brand's voice is that, like, I think a lot of people interpret that as meaning that you you need to create your brand voice, um, but it's less about creating and more about discovering. Um, So, like, many of the small businesses that we've helped create their first website um, or helped them create their Facebook or something like that, they're like, "Well, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do." And I, you know, it always starts with like. Well, how do you already talk to your customers, and mm-hmm. then how can we streamline that across the digital space and across, you know, maybe your sales team or something like that? Um, like Dayton Acoustics, I think, is a really good example of that. Like, with when we started talking about the website with Clark, he was like, "I don't even know what it should look like or um, what we should put on there," and I was like, "Well, Dayton Acoustics has always been a reliable, dependable business for the Miami Valley that has helped." build this community over the last 30 years so we can take that concept and you can make it into a website and you can take that voice throughout it's not something that I created it was something that Dayton Acoustics already had over decades of serving their clients Mm -hmm. so don't feel like you have to come up with something out of thin air it's really just discovering
1: what's already there and then fine-tuning it
0: yeah Yeah, it's kind of the the natural oh go ahead Ellie go ahead
1: oh I was just going to give another example because I I'm kind of going through this exact Thing with one of my clients right now they're kind of in the middle of um, they're doing their strategic planning for the next year and they're kind of wanting to make a few changes um, uh, because they're a museum which is typically looked at as maybe like a little like I don't know boring or like intimidating or mm-hmm. you know very high like intelligence and just um, not really, as inviting, I guess. Um, and they're like, no, we don't want that. Like, how can we, how can we, you know, through social media, through our website, through our marketing, how can we really just be so inviting and open to our audience? Um, and so that's something that we were talking about. Like, how do you want, how do you want your audience to feel when when they're interacting with your brand? And what do you want them to think about like when they're interacting with your brand? Um, and so they're kind of shifting. So they've been something for however many years. And they're like, you know, we do kind of want to change this. And we want to... Um, because they are... Like if you were to go... I, I think they're kind of like almost an identity crisis because it's like... <laughs> when you go to this place, you feel the things they want you to feel, but they're like, how do we push that out digitally? I guess, Mm -hmm. how do we um, make that make sense and be inviting through like the digital space? Um, Mm -hmm. So that's, it's kind of cool. I want to say that, Maybe that's where I even had this idea for this episode to talk about this because I was like, this is really interesting because they're really wanting to kind of switch up how they're talking to their audience, or at, at least streamline it so they have an idea. Or like you said, Ellen, they're they're even aware of what it is that they're doing. Um, they're mm-hmm. thinking about it. They're being more conscious about it.
0: Yeah, your Your voice can evolve just like your marketing message, right? Mm-hmm. So, like it, you know, for for them, like you said, they're they're coming from a, from a you know professional. Uh, and the importance of the arts, this is what we do, but like when 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 they 're out and about talking to the community about what they do, they probably don 't say those things in that way, mm-hmm. and so they 're discovering that oh, okay when i 'm talking about this with uh community leaders or just people in the community in general, these are the things that resonate When I say things this way, it resonates, so I think that 's the importance of um you know, small business owners coming up with their voice. It's like how how do you talk about your business when you talk to other people? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. when 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 we have conversations with clients, we just had one with a potential client this morning. Like we were laughing throughout the meeting. Like we take our we take what we do very seriously, but we are we don't take ourselves very seriously.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, it's like, like that example, yeah. John, that you gave probably like a couple episodes back. Um, I don't even remember about whatever whoever it was, whatever agency it was that like came to a meeting and like like a marketing oh, yeah. agency oh, yeah. and like suits and like yeah, it
0: was for a a, 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 a development developmental disability organization. Yeah, and they're like in like co- you know white white co- like collared t-shirts or collared shirts like this but like buttoned down to their their chest level drinking at like 10 30 in the morning like you've missed the vibe from this meeting like the way you are presenting yourself the voice that you are giving uh this potential client is incorrect
1: (laughs) yeah yeah so like
0: but you also you also don't want to cater your voice necessarily to every different meeting like we have a consistent shout it out has a consistent voice. Young's Dairy has a consistent voice and mm-hmm. you know and a consistent message. Uh, if you don't, if that message doesn't resonate with everyone. That's okay because we can't we can't solve all of the world's problems. We can solve right. one client's problems at a time and then we continue on. So. But yeah. use a voice that's, um, I would say, use a voice that's that's natural and consistent. So, like yeah. the 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 way I've talked about the business now is the same way I talked about the business in 2010. There's just a couple mm-hmm. more commas in there about the things that we do and the the team that we have. It, but it's the same it's the same voice that we've always had.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think something important to remember as well is that you know, like that that might be a little overwhelming to some of you that like have more than like one audience. Um, so like a good example, I think is like, if, if you're a city or you're a town or something like that, like you have a lot of different audiences, you have your community, you have your residents, you have businesses, you have, you know, other municipalities. Yes. That are coming in to like speak to you. And so you're like, well, I can't talk to all of them exactly the same. And I think like a good way to think about it is like, think about yourself and your own personality. Um, you know, when I'm sitting down and I'm talking in a meeting with, um, like my team, that may be a little bit different than the way that I would talk in a meeting with clients, but both are still Ellen. Um, or, -hmm. you know, like I might speak to my grandma a little bit differently than the way that I speak to my best friend, but it's still me. They both would still recognize me no matter what conversation they're a part of. Um, Mm -hmm. so I think that's something important to remember as well is that like your, your brand voice may have like Slightly different inflections depending on the setting, but no matter what, everybody still recognizes your brand in the room, no matter what room they're in, right?
0: And If you make it unnatural, that makes it more difficult to be consistent like that.
2: Like yeah. if, if it's the exhausting.
0: way you talk about, I mean, your you're business, living a lie. <laughs> yeah, you're living a lie, and then you have to keep up that lie. So, I mean, and you can do that. I mean, I, I know that there's brands out there. I can't think of one offhand that um, what I perceive of them, like kind of behind the scenes, is different than the way they put themselves out there. Actually, yeah. uh, no, I won't. I'd, I almost named one, and I won't. It's not one of our clients, but it's just a, <laughs> it's just a company that can be litigious. So I, I won't mention them. Um, but that that's when the inconsistency would come in. You say, well, this is what I want our this is what I want our voice to be versus this is mm-hmm. what our voice is. Yeah. So like, if you if you go f- way far out the bounds, cool, but you have to stick with that all the time, and you can't slip mm-hmm. up on it because then you look like you're being a fraud.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. I think it, another like. Another good example is just thinking about like the different industries that we serve. So like when I'm in a conversation with one of our ag clients versus one of our manufacturing clients or one of our nonprofit clients, like those all speak to different parts of my personality that I love. And so like naturally different parts of me come out in those conversations. So I think you can keep that in mind as well, is that if you have different audiences that you're trying to speak to, like different parts of your brand's personality may come out. But again, like what I said, it's still you no matter what. And Everybody should still recognize you, no matter what um, audience they are. They should still know that it's you in the room,
1: right? Like y- you want you want your audience to be able to relate to your brand and feel confident in what it is that you're you're saying. Um, and you don't want uh, this. Kind of goes back to what you were saying, John. Like you don't want to change your voice just because, like, completely just because you want to like get this client. You don't want to morph into what you think that they want to hear because that that's just going to be a mess. Um, and what happens when, you know, somebody says, Oh, you know, I really loved this brand. They were this, this, and this. I love talking to these people. Um, we really meshed. They give you a referral and now you are a completely different, like they're blindsided. It's like whiplash and they're like, this does Mm -hmm. not seem like the same people that my colleagues were telling me about. Um, and you kind of start to just lose who you are as a brand when you do that. Um, so keeping, keeping this consistent and just staying true to who you are, um, personally and within your brand, it just, it helps you relate to your audience. Um, and it just, it leaves a lasting impression and makes people want to keep working with you.
2: It also helps build confidence with your team. Um so I think it really helps your team par- particularly like with sales or with people that are client facing. Um and then even for those that are not client facing, you know when they're just going about their day-to-day, when they have a really strong understanding of what who the company is that they're working for and you know what you stand for and you know what you sound like to the general public. I think it just really helps create more of this like kind of like hive brain um, where everybody has the same understanding um, and can feel confident about knowing the company that they work for.
0: Because mm-hmm.
2: um, I mean, like at least in my professional career, like I've had moments where I have this realization that I, the company I thought I was working for was not the company I was working for. Yeah, um, absolutely. And that makes it really hard for me to want to, you know, vouch for said company than like when somebody asks like, oh, should I work with that company? It's like, <laughs> I don't know. Ask somebody but, else. Let, let me, and you never want to put it. somebody in that situation. Yeah. Make
0: sure this isn't a company that applies to those things for me. No, I correct. talk
2: about SIOD all the time. Correct. And I'm never leaving. In, a, in <laughs> yeah. a
0: positive light, right? Both of you?
2: Yes.
1: Yeah. Mo- 90, 90 98% of the time. No, no, I'm kidding.
0: That's <laughs> 38% better than I did at any school. So that's fine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Agree? All right. That's the
0: end. <laughs> Bye. Right. Um, well, what grinds my gears, everybody? Is.
1: <laughs> no, I think Ellen, I agree. I do agree with what you were saying. And I think um, like having this consistent, knowing who you are and having this consistent voice, um, it really gives you a competitive edge. And like you were saying, not just in terms of um, like outside, like getting clients and business but within your company like internally um you have a competitive edge meaning like people want to work for you you know who you are you it it's very transparent like who they thought they were working for is exactly who they said they were um mm-hmm. kind of like you know perfect example when i came on i had a similar experience to ellen um and when i started working for shouted out design um, I knew exactly who John and Ellen were. I got a really good feel for like what it would be like to be working with them. And to this day, um, it's the same and I've loved it. And I don't regret the decision one bit. So John, if that makes you feel uh, any better, <laughs> it does. <laughs> that was purposefully put in there just so that you, um,
0: you I mean, it is almost Christmas. Saying, time. So. Yeah, yeah I mean, exactly. I got it. I gotta- I, I, pre- I appreciate the kind words, but I know where they're coming from.
2: So. Fine. <laughs> um, Another thought with that is it also, if you have this consistent brand voice, another thing that helps with the internal team is when new team members come on, particularly new team members that come on in like the marketing and communications area, um, You know, especially like, and I'll say this because I've done it before. Like, if you have somebody that's like newer in their career and they're really excited and they want to make a lasting impression, um, if they don't have a really clear understanding of who the brand is and what their voice is, then they may be more likely to be turning in work that doesn't match that brand voice. Um, So, Mm -hmm. by being able to really lay out for them, like, this is the brand voice that we're going for here's where there's wiggle room. Here's where we want you to kind of like think outside of the box, but like here are some things that really need to stay consistent. Um, Then you can just set up your client or your employees for success. Like, especially if you're in a space that requires you to be more specific in the um, communication space. Like if you're in, like we have a client that's in um, like uh, quality of products that like they need to meet all of these uh, government regulations with their clients um so they have to be a little bit more specific and a little over explanatory in a lot if, in their um online uh communications because they have things that they need to be sure they say from like mm-hmm. from a government standpoint um and so sometimes somebody may come in and say like well this is like really stuffy it's really like blah, blah blah and it's like okay well here's what the brand voice is this is why we do it the way we do it this is where we try to make room for like different things, but these are the things that need to stay the same because of Mm -hmm. who we are as a brand. Um, so it just helps everybody be on the same page. It's really a long way of saying that.
1: See, um, one thing though, I, that I think is very important to note, um, especially when you're talking about external marketing, uh, you like marketing and talking about your brand, um, particularly on social media, because social media, you know obviously that's one of the um more laid back ways to talk about or talk to your audience, talk about your brand, interact with people. Um but you want to make sure that you're coming across as intended. Um mm-hmm. because, you know, the written word is really hard sometimes to convey what you actually are trying to say and what you want people to feel from that. Um so making sure that you're coming across as intended. So like um, an example, like if you want to, you know, have fun and be a little bit more um, lighthearted and, and you want to use humor in your marketing. Um, and for some reason, my mind always just goes to Wendy's and their Twitter. <laughs> um, but if you if you want to use humor to portray like that down to earth, happy, inviting uh, vibe of your brand, then make sure it's not condescending or snarky if that's not what you're going for. I mean, I don't know who would choose to be like, I want to be snarky because I think that's going to get business. But like w- Wendy's, I guess they're doing well, okay yeah, still. Be- because
0: but, of Wendy's, m- many yeah. of them have. You know, So a- Amy Brown and and their their team, they, when they decided they are going to go that direction, they set a fire on other media brands that were on Twitter to say, cool, let's be snarky because it really worked for them mm-hmm. and it doesn't. Uh, right, it do- yeah. works for some, but it doesn't work for others, and it often back backfires. So there's kind of a yeah. down uh, downward trend of those because they've seen themselves get burned or brands yeah. going versus other brands just to be silly. Like sometimes it's funny, sometimes it way misses the mark. And as, mm-hmm. if it's if the, the the possibility of a negative far outweighs any possibility of a positive, then just don't don't do that.
1: But- yeah, and I, sometimes you might not even be purposely like trying to go for that, but it comes off as that. And so you want to be really careful with how you're saying these things. Um, And even if you think like, oh, I just want to put, even like taking humor out of it and you're like, okay, well, these are the facts and I just want to put it out there. People need to, like in your mind, you might be thinking like, well, I just want to give people the information. So I'm just putting the facts out there. But when it's read by somebody, it's like, wow, like this is supposed to be like, I don't know, like a toy company or something. And they're just like really like just bland and just laying it all out there and not like, it, it doesn't seem inviting for, to have any conversation with them. So just really um, think about how it's going to be perceived and read by your audience. Yeah,
2: I would say if you are an established brand in 2022 that has not introduced sarcasm into their social media channels yet, just probably don't. Like, yeah. because sarcasm <laughs> comes across, like, so incredibly different to so many different people online. Mm-hmm. And, like, I mean, you catch me on the wrong day and I don't pick up sarcasm because, like, it just goes right over my head sometimes mm-hmm. if I'm reading it. So, like, just remember that, that, like, there are a lot of different personalities that are going to be reading and everybody has a different kind of internal dialogue that's reading what it, to them whatever is on the screen. Um, so just always err on, like, the side of, like, being kind and consistent. Mm-hmm. Especially in the digital space,
0: yeah. And especially the way our our culture currently is this gotcha culture. I'm not going to say cancel culture because that's a s- stupid term that gets Thank incorrectly you. used on both sides. Yes, but humor humor in a in a vacuum seeing a seeing a phrase of something that a comedian said on stage could be really offensive mm-hmm. if you if you take it if you take it out of context. This sentence, this so mm-hmm. you being snarky, like. Someone says, you know, Wendy's burgers are awful. And they reply back, well, you're awful. Like if you read the whole thread, like that's, you know, kind of funny. Like, they're shooting, they're shooting back. I mean, I, you can be more clever than just you're awful. Yeah. But like if you just like saw Wendy's reply to someone calling a customer, you're awful. Like mm-hmm. that in a bubble looks bad. But like if you understand the context that they are now a snarky brand on Twitter and Mm -hmm. they do come back at people or if Taco Bell shoots a shot at Wendy's, Wendy's is going to shoot back. Like it's funny in the context of what you understand. But if you see it by itself, you're like, well, that's really stupid or really offensive or insert however, however you feel about social media in in general. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, you have to be careful because like everything gets taken out of context because that's what we enjoy as a as a culture is brands and or people getting drugged through the streets until we find someone else to drag and then we drag them through the streets until we're all mm-hmm. drugged through the streets and we'll start the cycle over again. So I actually that, have like my kind of a
1: yeah. <laughs> tiny
2: version of this recent <laughs> happened recently. I was talking to somebody that um, they're not on TikTok and so on TikTok the brand Duolingo is like hilarious, but they can be like. To the general public, it's probably, like, pretty inappropriate and, like, not family-friendly a lot of the time. But it's absolutely just – it's so funny. They have started to carry that brand voice into their other communications. Um, but that – like, the 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 personality that you can be – like, the, the part of your brand voice that can come out, like how I was saying, like, it may be a little bit different, but you still know that it's the same company – the, the part of their personality that came, comes off on TikTok is not going to be perceived the same way on Instagram or Facebook or in mm-hmm. like a random ad on Friday or on Thursday night football. Um, so I think companies need to remember that as well. Like I said, you're still the same company no matter what, but different channels are going to pull out different parts of your voice. So yeah, this person was like, "What is going on with Duolingo?" and I was like it's a TikTok thing. Like you don't get it because you're on TikTok, but it's funny. So keep
1: that in mind as well. And also I think it's important too, to think about, um, so not just, uh, so, you know, let's talk about social media. So you're thinking, okay, how do we want to be perceived uh, when we're posting on social media? So you think of the posts, how you're going to write that post. Well, important to take it one step further. And how are you going to comment back to people. So again, John, like your example of like Wendy's, like going back and forth and like firing back. Maybe it started from like an original tweet that Wendy's had, or maybe they just like commented on, you know, Taco Bell's tweet. Um, Whatever it is, think about how you are going to reply and actually speak directly to a customer or, um, you know, a a member of your audience that has commented on something. Um, Because I think too often I see Um, and this, this kind of goes along with it, but also this is just like a helpful social media tip in general. Um, I have seen too often where, you know, you have this really nice post from a company or a brand, um, and then somebody comments and it, it, most of the time it is stemmed from like a negative comment, but then the, somebody replies back as the company and it very much sounds like this is a person and a different person that what created the post. This is a person that has gotten angry and they're saying things like not professionally um, they're angry they're firing back they're being um, combative argumentative um, and it just is not a good look on the company at all so keep that in mind when it goes beyond just posting and you're actually entering into conversations try to have that same level of professionality and like keep that same voice And if ever it comes down to where you're going to start to, I guess, lose that voice or um, it it really does turn into maybe like a fight, Um, I think this is something that we've said in one of our first episodes, I think. And this is, again, I'm just going to give this tip. It doesn't really have anything to do with brand voice, but offer for them to like call you on the phone or reach out to you separately off of facebook because that's going to just be a really bad look for your brand. Mm-hmm. Agreed.
0: Also also agree.
1: Okay, okay, okay. Um any other um like I really want to talk about a couple of examples just to give I'm going to give a few really good examples of what a brand voice is. But before we get into those examples, um, guys, do you have anything else that – any tips for finding a brand voice or any um, just other last little tidbits? Um,
2: I would reference our podcast episode on brainstorming if you're just starting this process. Um, Like we said early on in this episode, um, it's not necessarily about like – um, creating your, your brand voice, but it's more discovering it and then finessing it. Um, and that brainstorming process, I think really helps bring the key players into the room. It helps you determine who the key players need to be and then what that process should look like. Um, cause I think that this process can be really daunting. Um, but once it, once you figure it out, um, then it, it really helps st- streamline a lot of things like more than just like what you're going to be posting on Facebook. It helps you figure out your print. It helps you figure out your email. Um, it helps your sales team be more streamlined. Like it's just, if you haven't done it, I recommend it. And then go listen to that, uh, podcast episode about brainstorming if you haven't yet.
1: Mm-hmm. Love it. Love the plug for more, more. Oh, here's a little marketing for you. <laughs> I do what I can. Um, all right. So I want to talk through a few examples just of how um, different brands – I guess just some examples of their voice and how they utilize it to their advantage and, and why, I guess, why they're doing it. Because most of the time it's, you know, you kind of come across your voice or you, you discover it or you shift your brand voice be, for a purpose because you want to reach a certain audience or because this is – what you want your audience to feel when they're interacting with your brand. Um, so first example, MailChimp, which we reference a lot. We love MailChimp around here. Um, they have, um, they're a little bit more like they're fun, they're lighthearted, but they're still, um, like informative. Um, so, uh, the example that I found they're they're clear and free from jargon. They're kind of informal. Um, they have dry humor and they're sometimes a little bit weird, but never inappropriate or snobby. Um, They come across as very genuine. And in doing this, their goal is to reach uh, small businesses, which is their main audience. Like we use MailChimp for a small business. We recommend them for other small businesses. Um, It helps them relate to small businesses and their challenges. Um, And kind of like what we were talking about, Before, like with my example about the museum, they want to come off as accessible, um, and that's kind of what MailChimp is doing. MailChimp's a really interesting one, too,
2: because they got bought out by Intuit this year, Um, so it's been funny to see them – like, they've still stayed consistent to all of that, but I've seen them add to it this year in – two ways. One is in, I think they want to be more of an information hub these days. Like I'm seeing more like, this is how to have a successful email campaign, or this is how you should set up a landing page. Kind of, kind of more like the HubSpot vibe, um, Mm. which I think is great for them. Um, and obviously it's going to help their organic SEO. Um, and then i've also seen them expand their other services as well so like they're mm-hmm. they're seeing themselves less as just like an email marketing solution and i could see them kind of almost doing a complete rebrand in a few years to being like an entire crm um, cause they're kind of on that path. So kind of going back yeah. to what John was saying of how like your brand voice may slightly change over the years based on, you know, what services you provide and who your clients are. Mm-hmm. Um, but MailChimp has been a really great resource for small businesses up to this point. I would hope that that would still be their ideal client and that, you know, their solutions and their price points would continue to match that as well.
1: Um, but yeah, I feel like they're a really good example, Ellie. Yeah. Um, and, and going to what you just said, I'm gonna um jump down my list here because this is a really fun one. Talking about almost rebranding yourself, Old Spice is a great example of this. So if you if anybody has seen, you know, like the the newer Old Spice commercials or advertisements, they're very funny and they're very almost like overly masculine in like a mm-hmm. like a joking way. Um and when I was reading about this, everybody kind of viewed, and I did too. I mean, you hear Old Spice and you think like, oh, like who even uses Old Spice? Like old people? Like it, it came off as a very old brand and for people that are older um, and they wanted to shift that. That's not really what they intended it they're their audience to be necessarily um so they shifted their brand voice and and now they're um they use a lot of humor and a lot of um like over-the-top masculinity um to reach their target audience and steer people away from associating it um with a smell for old people so (laughs) that's one of my favorite ones i think their commercials are hilarious john you're muted. muted Look, John's been talking this whole time, probably, and we, he's like, I, I "Why are these girls talking in, over me?"
0: I did say a couple words in there, but that's all right; I wasn't that important. Um, do you know what what brand uh, forced Old Spice to have to change their voice?
1: Was it Axe?
0: There you go. Points for was it? Wings. Ding ding. <laughs> ding. Well, is I mean, <laughs> I don't know if that's science or not, but I, I recall Axe having a similar vibe coming out yeah. and then crushing the uh, you know the teen market. And Old Spice is like, "Well, shoot, all of our customers are dying," so. <laughs> We need to take some we need to take some axe axe customers in asap.
1: Yeah. Um probably one of the most clear examples of a brand voice, Harley Davidson. Mm-hmm. So, they have a very clear audience. They have a, an audi- they know exactly who is buying their product and who they want to buy their product. Um, So when you think about what their voice is, you're thinking things like they're very strong, confident, almost aggressive, um, because those are the things that resonate with their intended audience. Um, They want the people – they're searching for people who, I guess, want to feel confident in what they're buying. They feel strong. They want something powerful. They want something um, just really cool and rugged. Um, So that's who they're trying to reach. So that's how they communicate with their audience. So that's a really just a clear example.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. I like Harley Davidson too because like they don't feel the need. um, This is just kind of expand on what you already said, Ellie, but they don't feel the need to explain who they are. Yeah, Um, Everybody knows when they see a Harley and, you know, whether you're a part of the motorcycle community or not. Um, and so they're just like, they're very like unapologetic about that. Um, and so are their customers.
1: Um, so I always think that that's really cool about their brand too. I agree. They they are who they are and they kind of give off that vibe. Like if you like us, you like us. If you don't, you don't. Like our um, our product isn't going to be for everybody, obviously, but we are confident in who we are. You're confident in who you are and it's a good match. So yeah, I agree with that. Also, their stores are really fun to walk around in. I don't see myself I ever buying them. a motorcycle, but I think they're really fun.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm not yeah. allowed, so I will never buy a motorcycle.
1: I okay, am good. a big Harley girl. I love Harley Davidson um, just because my dad always had a Harley growing up. Um, I will never be like a a true Harley girl where I have my own, um, but I am all for other people having them. I love them. I love looking at them, riding them, seeing them on the streets. I think they're just so cool. I love the brand, and I do love going to the stores um not sponsored by harley davidson yeah (laughs) look i'm trying i'm trying to get that sponsorship we're gonna have like our our merch our shouted out design merch and then on the other side it's gonna be a harley davidson (laughs) logo
0: (laughs) no it's not because i'm not allowed to have one so we're not gonna i'm gonna take money from people that i can't benefit
1: from john's sad
2: that's okay. I think it's okay. I can't. I just can
0: have to get divorced. It doesn't seem quite, don't, quite the
2: Yeah, we don't enough. want that. Because I like Kelly a lot. One. <laughs> yeah, we really, two, we like
1: Kelly. <laughs>
2: motorcycles are cool, but they also are just like, they're an accident waiting to happen. So now Harley's yeah, not going to want us to sponsor or wants, want right, to sponsor us. But Bye. Yeah. Yeah. All um, right. Well, I tried. Yeah, I, don't like I tried. They're scary.
1: They I'm, all, I'm still all for them. Um. But wear your helmets, kids. All right. Mm-hmm. Moving on. My last example that I had um, that I think is another really good example is Coca-Cola. They kind of put off a really happy, positive, friendly, and down-to-earth vibe. Um, They are trying to evoke happiness and a cheerful life. So with their brand, they want everything to be kind of cheerful. Um, They want you to associate like when you have their products with happiness and um, just a good life. So. Um, and you kind of see that through all of their marketing, through through their different campaigns, um, their all of their marketing, their commercials, things like that. So that was a really cool one. Did you guys have any other examples? I think a really good one, kind of more local,
2: is the Ohio Find It Here. I love, like, that whole concept because, like, it just, like, evokes all these, like, all these feelings that I think that a lot of Ohioans resonate with of like, you know, yeah, our state basically like has ev- our state. I don't live in Ohio anymore, but I do True love Ohio. Enough. You're from here. It's good enough. Um, nope. But our state does have truly everything that you could possibly want in one place. You just got to drive like an hour or two. Um, it has that hometown feel, but it also has a big city. Like we have beaches up north. Like we have like yeah. hiking in the south. Like, I mean, there's everything. Like if you want to find it, you can find it in Ohio. Um, and so I just love the way that that brand, like, really resonates with the state and, like, basically all Ohioans can agree with it, too, which I mm-hmm. think is pretty cool.
0: Yeah. It's funny. When I was uh, I was talking to some producers from a uh, TV network yesterday that might be coming to the farm this weekend. I won't name names because NDAs <laughs> and all that. Um, uh, what? but Look, I'm going to come uh, so I can be on TV. Yeah, you can be there. Uh I I'll, t- I'll tell you what you won't part fit of in with the you, you won't you won't fit in with the show. But anyway, we'll talk what? about that later. Um uh, I'll make myself fit in. The, the one of the the there was a gal and a guy both producers and the guy is uh originally from Texas but lives in LA. He he was talking about contrast between this place and that place and he's like, "Yeah, when I was, you know, driving down the mountains and saw the I was like, I'm sorry. Driving down the mountains where?" He's like, "You you know over there." You know, just like pointing like down the road. I was like <laughs> So, dude, there's no mountains no, here. No, <laughs> that's no, That's no, one no. thing. When Ellen was talking about all the things the state has, that's one thing we have. Thing that
1: hills. We, hills. We have mountains. No hills. You Hawking listen. Hills. Hold on. It's not
0: mocking mountains.
1: You you get down towards like Portsmouth mountain. area, like south of uh, like Chillicothe, and you're starting to get into the mountains. You yeah, are. I mean, Ohio I mean, really has it highest. Isn't point. it part
2: like? Technically part of the no, Appalachian Mountains? Yeah, so I Bell, think it is. Bell
0: Fountain yeah. is the highest the highest part of Ohio and we all live. Hold
2: on. That's really funny.
0: Fifteen hundred feet. It's the highest point in Ohio. That is not mountainous.
2: But like <laughs> you can go
1: hiking and hawking. Yeah, you can go
0: I didn't say you couldn't go hiking. It was just that he referenced them as mountains. Like, do did you I? you No 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 the guy. No, the,
1: he this person oh, did, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. You yeah, didn't. No, you said you said that we have everything. We don't have. I nice mean, compared beaches, to Texas,
2: sure, but like California has real mountains, so I'm yeah, surprised yeah. that he said that.
1: Yeah, it concerns it, me that he thought. Yeah,
0: I think he realized realized that he mischaracterized the hill that he came over to <laughs> get to the farm by mountain as as, as he said it.
1: That's so. fair. So, so part of the Appalachian Appalachian Appalachian. Depending on where you're from, I guess. Um, part of the valley is in Ohio. So
0: Boom. Yeah, but so highest point in Ohio, Bell Fountain.
2: That's really funny.
1: <laughs> Do they take into consideration no, that's gonna be a dumb question. Bell Fountain is so it. cute.
2: This is a plug is nice. for Bell Fountain. If you haven't like been to Bell, Bell Fountain lately, it's adorable.
1: You can find I it. I went here. to this restaurant in Bell Fountain. It's fairly new, I think. We went for brunch. It was fantastic. I forget what it was called though, so that's not no help. But it was so cute. It was fantastic. And their Bloody Mary had so many snacks on it, and that's how I judge a place is by how many snacks you give me with my Bloody Mary. So
0: mm, that's, I will tell you that is controversial. I, we could have a whole episode on that.
1: You don't like snacks with your Bloody Mary?
0: I don't like Bloody Marys in general, but I, there there oh, is God. a there is a stark divide between the I don't need snacks with my Bloody Mary. I just want a Bloody Mary, and your end. I want all the snacks.
1: The whole point of getting a Bloody Mary is for the snacks, for the meats I'm, and the cheeses and the shrimp and the mini cheeseburger <laughs> and the chicken wing. <laughs>
0: Oh no! Ellen.
1: Oh, no. Oh, oh no! Oh no! Okay, we lost Ellen. She- another small
2: town that I have recently rediscovered <laughs> in Ohio is Urbana. Um yes. I went back to. Um, oh, what's the little Italian restaurant in the in the? Oh, what is it? I've I just been been rec- recently went there with my it starts mom. Starts with a P, it, I think. It was so delicious. What um, is that called? And then we just like walked around like different shops down there and everything. They yeah, have like a cute, cute little. Tea yeah, Urbana shop. and
0: Bellefontaine yeah. both are cute.
2: Yeah, Urbana's right. great. They have a lot of cute little mm-hmm. restaurants and shops. They have yeah. really cute old houses too. And every year they do like you can buy tickets to like walk through the pretty houses. My my grandma used to own one of the old historic ones and she turned it into That's an cool. Airbnb. And she used to be a part of it, so everybody would get to see like these really really cool old houses. So you can do that too.
1: Fun I love fact. that.
0: But back to your back to your point, the Ohio find it here, and I think other states also do that, like yeah. tourism messaging, really well. Of Virginia
1: like, is
2: for lovers.
0: Yeah. Oh Did gosh. you know I, that that's originally some, from a marketing campaign? A,
2: that's uh, all that they. No, that's what it's it sounds a
0: hundred. It doesn't surprise me at all. It sounds a hundred percent like some yeah. you know madman guy came up with that.
2: Oh my yeah. gosh, that's literally all it's from. So yeah. you're welcome.
0: No, I I don't subscribe to it. It's not a phrase I use.
2: Okay, well, you don't live here,
1: so
0: I don't trader. That's what grinds my gears is when people talk about our state and, and fondness and then leave it.
1: They don't even live here. Yeah. <sighs>
0: you can't love our state if you don't live here. Love it or That's leave it, totally Ellen. True. That's what I say. Oh my That's gosh. How I vote.
1: Love it. I will leave
2: say it. people that are not Ohioans <laughs> get really mad when I call it the heart of the United States because, <laughs> well,
0: because no it's shaped it like a heart.
2: Well, and it's like Ohio and the, hu- the heart of it all, John.
0: Yeah, I know. John, I don't are use you that even from
2: either. Ohio?
0: Just because <laughs> Do you even Ohio? Yeah, the...
2: are you? It even <laughs> is the heart Ohio? of the United States. No. It is what keeps this country beating. <laughs> it, it is.
0: I hope. I not. agree. I, mean, it's what I really like it Ohio, decides every
2: election.
1: Also, I see? feel like if you were to look at the map at like the, the United States, it's, it's like no, it's in the correct place where the heart would be in a body. Is it not?
0: Yeah, kind of, but no. Yeah, if the arms are up like this, okay. So if one arm is Maine and the other arm is Washington, Ohio is like the armpit.
2: No, no, it's the heart. Pennsylvania is the heart, the armpit. Nobody yeah. likes Pennsylvania. Well,
0: I mean, we're yeah, look, Pennsylvania, we're possibly like even this. Virginia, because Virginia is a little, little closer. Virginia there.
2: is like a rib. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay, rib, and then like New Jersey being the armpit.
1: Sure. And I'd say like south, south Carolina, North like and an armpit, South. So it fits. <laughs> North <laughs> and South Carolina is like the muffin top of the United States. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. <laughs> We're All right, making so a lot is turned of enemies to, yeah, Don't this tell is turned Rachel
1: To a tourism uh, That's her state <laughs> Oh no, sorry Rachel, don't listen to this episode
0: <laughs> If you've made it this far We didn't mean to offend you but if we made fun of your state Calling it, it smells like an armpit or The armpit or the muffin, muffin top Or the muffin top
2: Oops.
0: Or whatever, whatever, heck, whatever heck the bottom of Texas is We're, we're not going to get into those conversations
2: <laughs> Any hoodle
1: Oh my gosh, any oodle. Um look, where even am I at? Okay, well, um that wraps up my thoughts on brand voice. Anything else on that, guys? Circling back.
0: I stand by Ohio is not the heart of the country. I am right, fond of Ohio That was rude.
2: But Moving stand on. By. Ohio is that.
1: in fact the heart.
2: This is the first time I've gotten really close to the mic. It is.
0: Ohio She's is
2: passionate. the heart of the country.
1: She's passionate about Ohio.
0: Time, I really she was am. never saying the matter because she l- left us.
2: So. Um, according Invalid to the argument, state of Ohio, they still think that I can vote
1: there, so
0: well, let's not let's, let's, let's not get into to voting laws. <laughs> I just really I really don't have the bandwidth for that in my mind right now.
1: Oh my gosh. Okay, well, there have already been multiple arguments. Um so uh we'll just uh, keep that going. So John, what grinds your gears this week?
0: I think we should put like a, like a spicy tag on any of the, the, we should get off on the little pepper, t-
1: like a little red pepper, <laughs>
0: a little weird, weird, like three red
1: peppers. If it's really bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> three out of
0: five. This is a three out of five episodes so far.
1: Listen with caution. This is a, what's the level, the s- skew or whatever. Oh,
0: the, like
1: the, uh, the, yeah. Shoe. Uh,
0: Shoe.
1: Sh- no. <laughs> I'm trying. It's,
0: yeah. It starts with an S. Yeah. Pepper.
1: Of like how hot, the this, this scale of how hot the pepper is.
0: It is the like Scoville.
1: A s- Scoville. Scoville? Scoville. Scoville. Scoville value. Yeah. All right.
0: That, that's what grinds my gears is the Scoville. My peppers aren't hot enough. <laughs> Doing right over there, Ellen?
2: My cat is so cute.
1: I love your cat so much.
2: She has this favorite blanket that we only get out when it starts to get cold, and she's like all nestled into it, and like you can't even see her nose, so I'm concerned that she can't breathe, but she's very Aww, cute.
1: That makes me want to go get Lola. I love her. Anyway. I'm obsessed with my cat. All right. What grinds your gears, uh, Johnny website?
0: Cat Tangents.
1: Okay. Well, oh. see yourself out.
2: Where's Oscar. Oh, He's, he's, the, he's the he's the most lovable out. of all. Actually, three
0: he's of our having cats. a having a field day cuz Scarlett's sitting on the couch and Kelly's usually next to her, so there's mm. a there's little little cat cuddle cuddle party going on down there.
1: Oh gosh, that makes my heart so happy. I love Oscar so much. You so, can have him. I would take him in a heartbeat. I'm I'll obsessed even, with him.
0: I'll even reroute our pets.com special cat food to your house.
1: All right. That sounds good.
0: Okay. So that's a uh, ungrinds my gears. I don't have a cat anymore. That's nice. So right. uh, what I wrote down to kind of go with a the theme is, is uh, brands that tried to do what Wendy's did and, and failed at it mm. uh, for the most part. So there was a, there was a trend when Wendy's hit big that like a lot of different brands were doing it. Uh, and there's still a leftover kind of smattering of, of brands that still do it. And it's just kind of old. Like it's almost like everyone wanted to be like Wendy's, but, we've gotten to the point where like Wendy's did it first so they they get to own it everyone else you just need to see your way out so yeah. like uh Popeye's does it a bit um and actually all of them are going back and forth on chicken sandwiches for a while Chick-fil-A got into it a little <laughs> bit which oh is gosh. like those those uh like I said earlier like those in a bubble like if you know the history of why these brands are doing this this way like it's super funny but most of the time uh just general people are just going to be like why why is why is Kellogg's fighting with General Mills on Twitter? Like, that's a, like, we just all make cereal. First off,
2: General Mills mm-hmm. owns Kellogg's. So, so weird that they're doing
0: that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Oh, is it's, that a
1: real thing? They really are like, yeah.
0: It's, it's so yeah. weird when like big companies, like s- small brands, like go back and forth and then people point that out. Like, you're literally the same company. Like, d- yeah. stop doing this for internet clout. Like, it's just stupid. Um, but I will say, that's stupid. Um, I, I was looking up some examples to kind of back up my theory. Skittles, when they uh last year when they when they dropped the lime green Skittle and went to Green Apple, and mm-hmm. everyone in the world said this is the worst idea that you've ever had in the history of Skittles, they did a <laughs> they did a fun thing. I I I will I'll send you guys the link when we make the post so you can put this put this in there. They had posted an image that said, Dear internet, sorry, we took away lime Skittles, Lime is back and we'll now apologize to the One hundred and thirty thousand eight hundred and eighty people who complained online, and then they posted all of their (gasps) names in a in a thing, and it just continues to scroll down. If you so, like that's that kind of stuff. Like that's kind of like snarky and funny and cute. Yeah, and also I'm happy that they got rid of green apple because I stopped eating Skittles for a long time. Did you really? Oh, I hate. green I mean, green, green
1: apple is trash, but green
0: apple the, as a flavor is awful. But like, if you were to grab it a just handful, just said
1: green apple, and I love that because it's uh, like apples and bananas. And bananas. Oh okay.
0: Yeah, uh, <laughs> but now, 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 with my current tasting, like I can't eat, I can't eat them anyway because like orange tastes like. Well, I won't tell Ellen what it tastes like, but it doesn't taste orange good. and
1: yellow are the only ones that I like.
0: Oh no, I like them all, especially the lime.
1: I don't really like. A are you candy. one of those crazy people that just puts a whole handful in at a time and just like balls it all up in your mouth?
0: I mean, not a huge <laughs> not a huge handful, but, like, several.
2: Okay, well, grinds my gears while we're on this. We're just going to side it for a second. We Do you were watching- sort by
0: flavor? How, well, no, no, no. Not, we're not side this. I need yeah, to I know. By flavor.
1: No, I mean, like, well, yeah, but, like, I just eat, like, one at a time. But, you know, there are yeah. some people that just, like, just go rogue, and they just get, like, a handful, and they're like, yeah, oh, like popcorn. and they just put it's them not all popcorn. into no, their mouth at once. I don't once. put
0: any more than five in my mouth at a time.
2: Are they all the same flavor? Are they different flavors? Sometimes,
0: sometimes they are. Sometimes they're not. It's li- living it, living an adventure. I need a new mug. No. I, need a, I need to come up with some new topics. Yeah, life is an adventure. No. Or, or, or what is no. their phrase? Life is a rainbow. Life is a rainbow. Life is not six individual rainbows. Life is a rainbow.
1: The colors aren't. Well, they are kind of blending. Yeah. Okay. Well, hmm. no. I don't have. And they really don't not. taste
0: all that different, like M and M's.
1: No. I also.
0: <laughs> they're all various heard... levels of corn syrup
1: yeah, I heard that Oof. actually skittles are all the same flavor. Is that true or untrue? That is completely untrue.
0: that's false. yeah they they have, they have distinct flavors., uh, but there are okay. people that claim that they can tell you the flavors of like peanut MM's m's blind. that's that's they're untrue. all
2: the same. It's just different colors on the outside. You know they, what they, they, I always yeah. think
1: of though that movie, um the wedding planner, where they like pick out all of the like different colors of candies. They only eat the brown ones because the brown's most the like, closest to the color of chocolate. that's funny I haven't seen that movie in a
2: long time so anyway
1: yeah I love it
2: (laughs) my aunt shout out to my aunt Lisa she makes the most perfect M&M cookies and she takes the time to get each color of M&M on her cookies and she like makes sure that the M's are facing up and they're delicious they're like they're like kind of oatmeal M&M cookies they're mm, they're
1: so good look sponsored now by (laughs) M&M's
2: yeah
0: or by your aunt's cookies like I'll take some cookies
1: Oh, they're
2: delicious. She also makes homemade cheesecakes. Well, it's her business, but mm. she made tiny cheesecakes for our wedding. And all I can think about these days are freaking cheesecakes. Is your aunt
1: in Springfield?
2: Yeah, you can order her cheesecakes. Ellie, they're the most amazing cheesecakes you've ever had in your whole life. I'm gonna I order one when I'm back that. in town, and we can all have have it at the at the conference because it's amazing. Okay. What yes. kind of cheesecake do you guys want?
0: I like all what are, cheesecakes. What are my options.
2: Uh, she makes everything. I'll ask her for the most recent list. I would she like, makes, like one the that's t- like chocolatey. She does and like one strawberry. that's strawberry. She does like yeah, she does like um a chocolate marble. She does like a uh like a turtle that has like the, the pretzel and everything in it. So good. I like that. She- look, I like everything. I'm not picky. I would like, say her like berry one is probably my favorite or the cherry one because it's, oh, it's
1: Okay, so we good. are going to need a berry and then I do need something that's also a little chocolatey. We can do that. So
0: see, but, like, so when people go to new ice cream places, maybe this is me being coming from ice cream DNA, I always want to try like a, bi- a basic flavor of theirs to see like if yeah. the ice cream is going to be good. So you try like their vanilla or maybe sometimes you can try their chocolate and kind of get a sense of it. So like mm-hmm. I would want to try a plain cheesecake to know if I'm – Working with a good cheesecake maker, and then we so, can start. Then we can start doing toppings.
2: That's what's nice about like the cherry one or the berry one. Like it's just the cherries or the berries on top, but there's still plenty of like plain cheesecake that you would be able to taste.
0: Then cherry or strawberry, I'm indifferent. Like, I'm indifferent to cherry or strawberry. I'll, I'll allow the voting to happen. Same. I don't, Her chocolate cheesecake turtle, is so like good. those are all fine, but like that's just like it's like too many flavors.
2: Okay, it's not. It's pick, almost pick like putting a handful of Skittles in good. Your mouth. Every single wedding that okay, I've been you to like from that, my parents' person. friend group, we have got, like, she's made those cheesecakes for all of the weddings lately because
1: they're, like, they're so delicious.
0: Okay.
1: I'm so excited good. to eat this. And also, one last thing. It's a hot take. Ellie's hot take of the day. Okay. And it made me think of this when you started talking about um, ice cream places and such and trying, mm-hmm. like, plain flavors. If you and I'm going to say this very confidently because and I don't know how Youngs does it and I'm going to apologize in advance if this is offensive.
0: I'm already I'm already prepping myself to find a new employee. I'm just if just, you the, make, way, the way you've started this statement, I think I think our new employee is going to have to go full time immediately. Yeah, right, continue. Well,
1: if you make a chocolate milkshake using chocolate ice cream, you're trash. That's not how you make a chocolate milkshake. Really. Um,
0: I mean, I'm yes. not gonna use those words. you're not wrong, but I wouldn't use those words as strongly as you did. All right. yeah.
1: I went to a place once i I really was craving a chocolate milkshake, and I went through this little drive-through and I got me a chocolate milkshake and I took a got sip a and I chocolate. instantly was like, this was made with chocolate ice cream and not vanilla with chocolate syrup. And I well, I like wanted to throw it out my window. It was trash, okay. I like making it with chocolate ice cream and chocolate syrup. No, no. And then the nope. milk.
0: Nope. It's trader. milk,
1: vanilla ice cream and some chocolate syrup. Yep. But I don't like it that way.
0: Well, you're then, wrong. Uh, <laughs> then circle back to Ellie's first statement.
2: Tim said I can't be wrong for the
1: foreseeable future. Yeah, so we're not married
0: to you, Ellen. Yeah. Like we're like we're, we're 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 very good work friends, but we're not married to you. We don't have to live yeah, with I you forever. It. Yeah. I stand by I
1: stand by my comment of you being wrong. So I'm
2: All right. Well, that was my, my hot mom day. about my aunt Lisa's current flavor list. Because <laughs> my nice. cousin's getting married this weekend, so I didn't want to text her because <laughs> you know she's planning for her son to get married.
0: Yeah, mil- okay. milkshakes, yeah. milkshakes, flavored milkshakes should be base vanilla or French vanilla plus topping. Yeah, your milkshake. Because what yes. you're doing is like you're running, running the vanilla. risk of even blended in a milkshake.
2: Yeah, I don't like it.
0: Oh, well, um, you're also in a weird. You know, no, weird I always don't state. like it. All right. Well, then you're just weird, then. Okay. So it's not not a recent thing.
1: No, I've always been weird. I think Ellen has has like lost her authority to comment on milkshake things.
0: Yeah. I I mean, (laughs) the fact that the fact that Ellie set me up for me literally firing her on a recorded podcast to absolutely agreeing with her, then possibly considering Ellen uh, as uh, next out, is is really the script.
1: I dare you. It was a really wild turn of events here at the end of this oh, man, episode. It was the
0: last five minutes of this podcast. Five the chili The spicy peppers.
1: level really went <laughs> up. It's With a, a spicy meatball. Three to five too
0: sweet. <laughs> All right, everybody. So join us next time for more milkshake hot takes. Yeah. Uh, and trashing Ellen's cuisine.
1: Yes. It's been lovely. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.
2: Thanks for listening to OP, Here's a Little Marketing For You, a podcast written and produced by Shout It Out Design. Our theme song is Kill the Sun by the Cincinnati-based band Motherfolk. Tune in weekly for new episodes.